Hey, this is Jess LePage, real estate advisor with Nations Network, powered by Keller Williams Realty. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue, and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a dear friend of mine, Jess LePage. Jess is a real estate advisor for the Nations Network team, powered by Keller Williams. Jess is a St. Louis native who loves being a resource for her clients by building lasting relationships and making clients for life. Nations Network is one of the top teams in the St. Louis Association of Realtors and is also the number one agent in the 69123 zip code, which is Jess's zip code. Jess is a real estate coach with Heartward Coaching and focuses on approaching real estate with authenticity and running a successful business while being an individual member of family and community. Jess met her husband, Mike, in college at the Culinary Institute of America in New York. Yes, she is a chef. They have an amazing son, apparently ridiculous meals, and a crazy dog. <laughs> they all enjoy relaxing at home, cooking, singing, and taking walks through their neighborhood. And hopefully later on in our show, Jess will share with you how you can reach out follow her, connect with her, because I got to tell you, watching her Instagram with her, her son, her husband, and her dog is pretty <laughs> crazy. And she's got this obsession with pizza too, which really makes her a lot of fun. Really quick, before we get to Jess, it's important for you to remember that I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Jess. Her journey's phenomenal. She is an incredible entrepreneur and go-getter. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. 
That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stacy. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a longtime listener and uh, finally first time guest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I have a feeling that you're going to get requested to be on this show frequently because I have to tell you, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you over the course of the past few years and you're a dynamo. You know, hmm. you just you just get your vision onto something and you go after it with all your might. And I'm really excited for our listeners to really hear your journey, hear about you and hear how you do what you do, because you create numbers in real estate that a lot don't, right? <laughs> you know, the average realtor transacts one to three transactions a year, and it's kind of hard to make a living off that, right? Yeah, I would say so, depending on the price point, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're just like a pit bull with a bone. You don't let go. And I mean that in a good way, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so let's talk about your journey and entrepreneurism, you know, because real estate agents, whether you like it or not, you're business owners, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what got you into real estate? Let's start there. That's a great question. Um, I was in the culinary field from my first job till I got into the real estate field. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very proud of that journey and very grateful for all the lessons that I learned there. But within the last year of my last place of employment, I had just realized that that wasn't going to be fulfilling for me forever. And I needed to make an adjustment. And I was looking for a career path that I could use Um the personal skills that I'd gained, you know, uh, real, or, excuse me, the restaurant world is about hospitality and never letting them see you sweat and customer service and doing everything for the person in front of you, regardless of how hard it's going to be. And so I took those skills and took real estate classes, um, aligned with a wonderful team and, um, I feel like the knowledge that I learned in in the culinary field have has really helped. Obviously, I'm not cooking for people, but and I um, I still enjoy I, I I very much enjoy what I have, and I also believe that because the restaurant world, culinary school, all that is at least where I went was so militaristic and you had to be very very disciplined that that is extremely helpful as an entrepreneur because you say it all the time like you're your own boss and that could be a positive thing or a detriment yeah. and I have a lot of I have a lot of self-discipline which helps me create the habits and the accountability that I need in order to succeed in this field yeah I've never really known uh, chef school, culinary institutes to be militaristic. And, mm. you know, you've been in our training room and I've shared with you that there's parts of 
the trainings where I've taken my military background and applied it into the training environment because I attribute a lot of who I am today and my successes to what I learned in the military. Sure. You know, because they, in the military, when I served in the army, during peacetime and during wartime, we learned what 100% felt like, you know, 100%, you know, in peace, going through basic training and AIT training and airborne, you really have no choice but to give 100% because you have drill sergeants barking at you every second of every minute of every day. Yeah. You know, translate that to civilian life. We call them coaches and <laughs> hopefully they don't bark at you. They may just expose blind spots and call you out on your shit and hold yeah. you accountable. You know, however, drill sergeants, it was a lot of yelling and screaming going, you know, going transitioning then into day to day military, you know, there were expectations, there were work, but it was really kind of kicked back. Mm -hmm. However, that training when deployed in war really taught us that 100% was life or death, right? If mm -hmm. we're having a bad day, chances were you were going to have more than just a bad day. Yeah. Right? And that that 100% of awareness of giving 100% of yourself showing up in a state of excellence is something that a lot of people are unfamiliar with. Yeah, I agree. So, so looking at that, did you go straight from culinary restaurant to real estate? Or was there anything in between that? Yeah, that that was it. I mean, in the restaurant world, I did everything you could possibly do from I, I did my culinary internship at a what is now a three Michelin star restaurant. Nice. I worked there before the that it was an honor that they were doing domestically. So, uh, but it was an amazing restaurant in New York City. I've worked at a, a fried chicken restaurant in St. Louis. I've made chocolate. I've made candy. I've been front back of the house, hosting <laughs> expo, managed a club like there that I, I got to see a lot of facets of, of the path of the industry. And then, and so I took my real estate classes while I was still in the industry, because obviously we needed to have income. So I wasn't going to just drop it and sit on my butt and take classes and hope that someday I made it. So, yeah. uh, but I also, my, my husband's amazing. He's very supportive and, um, he, he helped me through that time because just because you get your real estate license certainly doesn't mean that you set an appointment that day. And it definitely <laughs> doesn't mean that you have a closing that day. So there's a, there's a gap. And, um, but yeah, my, my background help helped and helps me show up the way I do every single day. I, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone that served in the military because I obviously did not, but I say that because most of the chefs that were our instructors were in the French military mm -hmm. and they, they're, they were wonderful. And I, I'm not saying this to be negative and that was in a totally different culture. And yep. a lot of things have happened in society in the last few years where this wouldn't fly, but you know, it, it was a man's world. Mm -hmm. And it was extremely strict. And if it weren't words being shot at you, it was pants coming at your head. So <laughs> yep. we, um, 
you know, you work through burns, you work through cuts, you work through back pain. And um, I'm grateful to my parents who pushed me to go to a school that that offered a bachelor's program because you never know what's coming down the pipe. And I, I needed to have a business acumen to be able to do whatever I wanted to do and, and just open up some options for myself. So that's where we are now. That's phenomenal. So, you know, you brought up so many different topics just in that very short period of time. So I kind of want to unwrap it. First and foremost, listeners, do you see why I brought this woman on board? She <laughs> is she is no nonsense, no bullshit. Get out of your way, get on your way, and you will have your way. That's mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Like I said, I've had the privilege of getting to know her over the past few years. So, you know, when you were when you were dancing around the zero disrespect uh, about about veterans and about, you know, if it's not bullets coming at your head, it's pans. That's that in itself is a topic of conversation about leadership. You know, Mm -hmm. whenever we're in a heated situation, whenever we're in a pressure cooker situation, let's face it, it doesn't matter if you're a business owner, entrepreneur or sales professional. When you're responsible for your destiny, when you're responsible for your income, there's going to be emotions involved, right? Yeah. And how you react or respond to those emotions are going to dictate how you make other people feel. And let's mm-hmm. face it, business is a human experience. The person on the other line, the people who help you help others are human as well. Mm-hmm. And if you lose sight of that human connection, then you're going to lose sight of the end result and you're always going to fall short. So I really appreciate you bringing that up and, you know, check how you're a leader. We really do. We have to check how we show up for other people, even if they're not our future prospective client. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And the person that I am today as a, as a leader and just as an empath is definitely not the gal that was here a couple years ago. Um, a lot of things have softened me up and, and that's okay. Like I, I appreciate the person who I was cause it got me through a lot of things that, that I don't think I, I don't want to say I couldn't have, but I don't know how I would imagine I did. And yeah. the, you know, and, um, I definitely keep much more of the human element in the through my lens because I I I'm a coach. I have leverage. I have a showing partner. I need to be a good um, role model for people on my team. And of course, I'm working with clients who are choosing a home and spending more money than they ever have. So it's very mm-hmm. important to me to make sure they know I care about them. I am not here looking through the lens of how do I make a sale or hit a goal? This is about them. So um, it's it's a really important point of how how we show up. But I I do believe that that my training helps me show up whether I feel like it at that moment or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. Actually a great lead in into uh, the the next direction that I wanted us to go. So one of the other things I want to unwrap that you had said was 
you know, while you were still in the restaurant industry and working on getting your license, you made sure that you stayed in the industry to keep income coming in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this, this, this area, the in-between, the in-between of transitioning from job to entrepreneurship Mm-hmm. to success, right? So that in between is, it can be a mountain, it can be a valley, it can be the pit of hell, it can sure. be lava, it can be ice, it can be mud, or it can be, you know, a road with a lot of detours. Sure. And it could be a smooth travel, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. However, you went from an environment where people were coming to you Mm -hmm. to an environment where you had to go find people, right? And that's all the time, every day, no matter what. (laughs) How was that transition for you in the beginning? Because you were so used to being in the back of the house Mm -hmm. and looking out and just seeing hundreds of people sitting there (laughs) to, to, putting up a shingle going, Jess LePage, realtor. Right, right. No one's coming after me. (laughs) Yeah, amen. I mean, I think the the absolute most important thing I did, um, and this is absolutely no slight to an agent who's on their own, more power to you. uh, But I, I align myself with an amazing team of human beings. They're so dedicated on making sure the agents on our team are successful that there's there's a very strict training program there's a 30 60 90 there's KPIs there's things that there's everything that can be measured is measured on our team mm-hmm. and we just took we we took the playbook from Gary Keller. So like none of us are reinventing the wheel here. Mm-hmm. We are using proven methods of metrics. Here's how many people you need to talk to to set an appointment. Here's how many appointments you need to set to get in to get them signed, conversions to closings, and how many closings you need to get in order to be at our average price point to make what you want to make. So um you say it all the time. It's not a numbers game. It's a science. And it is. Um, But I also had to make sure I was aligned with people who would have that accountability point, who care about me as a human, who care about our clients as humans. And their main objective was to plug me in as quickly as possible through the training process. And um, I would, I'd, I'd bang phones clock out, go to the restaurant, run, run a shift all night long, and then go home and do it all over again until we had what I thought was enough income and we didn't. So we moved out of our place. We moved in with my parents. We did that for about a year and it was just, you know, I have a, I have an amazing support system around me. So, um, everybody just knew that this was what needed to be done in order to build that foundation. And and here we are now. I love that. So, so what's been some of your biggest obstacles in navigating your journey of success? 
That's a great question. I think they change as the years go on. Mm -hmm. um, obstacle number one was just believing in myself to put myself out there to ask for business. Um, I believe, uh, you know, at obstacle number two was really just some a moment of clarity that um, I I was working everywhere. Mm -hmm. anywhere <laughs> and I I quickly realized like I got out of the restaurant industry so that way I could see my son so that way I could see my husband and if I did the business the way I'd done it the first couple years forever I wouldn't be doing it forever it was not a long-term business plan so I approached my team and said hey I want to focus in my zip code I know this is crazy. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And they go, okay, well, we know how you're going to do it. Do this, this, and this. And <laughs> yeah. believe in yourself and do it. And we'll mm -hmm. support you all the way through. Um, and that that helped. And of course, we had some, some huge um, family illness challenges that that was a, a huge thing for me because as an entrepreneur, when things are really shaky personally, it can really affect business. And then uh, we got through that. And, and now I think the obstacle is we're number one where I wanted to be. How do we keep it? Um, I think getting there is, is um, motivating and staying there can be motivating, but it also is a little scary if I'm being honest. So mm -hmm that that's those are the those are the way the obstacles have have changed as the years have progressed well i love that that you brought that up and i'd like to touch each of these and before i do i really want to hit on that point the obstacles have changed over time you know it, it doesn't matter who we are it doesn't matter how we are it doesn't matter what we do and it doesn't matter what level of our journey we're in the there's always going to be something there's mm -hmm. always going to be an if an obstacle sure. life's always going to get in the way and sometimes what tends to happen is the more successful we become the more sophisticated the problems become yeah right? i would agree yeah and the brain that that created that problem isn't going to be the same brain that can solve that problem sure. right mm -hmm. so you've you've touched on several things so let's unwrap it and then i want to unwrap something that you continue to touch so self-belief i think self-belief is is a huge obstacle for most you know it shows up different ways they call it different things you know some people refer to it as the buzzword of imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Some people call it self-worth. Some people call it self-esteem. Some people call it self-belief. Some people call it limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the number one obstacle we always face is us. And I honestly think that that is ongoing, our number one obstacle. Because as our business change and we change, we still have different blind spots. Okay. So it's being savvy 
being willing, being capable of looking at self, embracing self, and staying at cause of self. Sure. You know, holding on to that responsibility that I created this moment, good and bad, good, bad, mm -hmm. nothing. I mm -hmm. created it. Mm -hmm. No matter what happened in the world, no matter what happened in life, no matter what happened in your environment, I wholeheartedly, in a loving way, chose this moment. Sure. And when someone stands on a platform of sand, lacking belief in themselves, right? Then every step they take is going to be a wobbly step. So how did you tackle self-belief? Oh, well, not alone. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, like I said, I have a I have an amazing support system at home. My husband is like one of the most genuine people, the most amazing person I know. There isn't a person out there that doesn't like him. Like he's just, he's great. And he believes in himself. And I look at him all the time and I'm like, you just have that, huh? That must be nice. Like some of us have to work at that, but you just have <laughs> it. Good for you. So I learned a lot from him. Um, I also, you know, I, I have an amazing coach within my team and we meet weekly besides obviously seeing each other and working with each other, but we have one-on-one -on -one meetings every week to just check in yeah. and, um, his belief in me, you know, I, I think I had a lot of people believe in me before I believed in myself and I had to rely on that for a while. And then, um, through your classes, I've learned that I'm very high on the auditory digital area of life. And so when things start to make sense, then I can lean into them. So I saw my husband's belief in me. I saw my coach and my team's belief in me. And I'm like, oh, all right, let's just try it. Mm -hmm. And then it started working. The things I was doing was working. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense then we'll just do it on autopilot. So I'm, I'm not saying that I, I don't have those feelings of imposter syndrome or itty bitty shitty committee. Of course I do. And uh, I believe that my training in my previous career taught me, it doesn't matter what you think or feel. There's, there's a job to be done. There's work nice. to be done. Just get to work. And I know that that's not always healthy, but sometimes when I'm just kind of feeling lame and I just take action or move my body, it helps me work out whatever angst is going on. So those things have helped a lot. You know, I, you've touched, I hope you guys are keeping up with what she's unwrapping. So, so, you know, number one, she has surrounded herself with coaches. She's immersed herself into uh, professional development, personal development. And I think one of the biggest gifts she, she actually just gave you two big gifts. Gift number one is she learned that even though she doesn't believe in herself, she's surrounded by people who do believe in her. And when you allow yourself to lean into others' beliefs of you, 
it helps you actualize what it is you're pursuing, which then gives you proof of concept, which then allows you to start believing in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Then the other thing she said was she came from an industry where it didn't matter what was going on. You know, she had to just get into action, move. And, you know, as Jess said, it's not the healthiest approach. Reality is it kind of is. Because the louder the itty bitty shitty committee gets, the more it's trying to tell you you're not in action. You're not doing what it is you're supposed to do. You're not doing what it is we need you to do. You're not doing what it is your potential is. So because of that, it's throwing a fit because you have all these dreams, all these desires, all these goals. And by having them and you're sitting on your ass making all these excuses, not mm. taking action, the itty bitty shitty committee is going haywire because all it wants you to do is take a step because the journey, you know, in order to walk a mile, it's a journey of a thousand steps. And that journey of a thousand steps starts with one step Yeah, get into action, no matter what, it may not be pretty. It may not be perfect. It may not be right. At least you're moving, right? Totally. Yeah. So I love that. I absolutely love that. And then the other gift that you delivered through them is the number two obstacle. And that was your moment of clarity, right? You mm -hmm. were everywhere. So you were spraying, praying, showing up and throwing up, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And and reality is, I think this is probably an indicator of one of the biggest mistakes people make is they try to be everything to everybody. Yeah, totally. They end up being nothing to anybody, including themselves, right? Yeah, for sure. So I think when this moment of clarity hits, I'm really curious, which is why I'm asking. When this moment of clarity hits, you realize that you're everywhere. And this wasn't why you stepped into this. Mm -hmm. Bitty shitty committee had to go haywire. Because pulling back, pulling back's got to be scary. Mm. Pulling, pulling back and just getting really laser focused could actually trigger um, a scarcity program. And we all know that a lot of people suffer from fear of scarcity, right? Sure. So when you made that decision to pull back like that, what happened and how did you work through it? Um, I think uh, some of it was internal and some of it was external. Um, I, I don't, I didn't have any proof that it would work. So <laughs> that was the weird thing that I, <laughs> yeah, right. And I did it anyways. Um, because I, I, I believed in the why behind it and I knew it would give me um more purposeful time with my family I knew that it would help me become more impactful in my community and I knew that all of the things I was building made sense it was just going to take time and I had to say no to a lot of leads quite honestly I had to say no to a lot of leads that didn't serve that purpose and a lot of people outside of me were like really you're going to turn down a lead 
Well, yeah, because it took away from the thing I was focusing on. And that doesn't make sense to people that don't have that focus. And that's okay. Uh, but I, I had to stay really, I had to have a really strong foothold in my belief um, and just go after it. There, yeah. there wasn't too much else besides that. Yeah, it can be tough. Um, but I've, I've had some moments in my life in the past couple of years that have really provided so much clarity of like, this is, this, this could be the last breath, man. This could be the last day. Do you want to spend it doing something you enjoy or not? And that's, that's really how I make a lot of decisions now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it worked out and the more relationships I build in my community and the more resourceful I am for other people, the more I just become, I uh, I never want to think I'm a default, right? I'm going to have to work for everything I, I get, but I, I'm considered. I'm, I'm, I'm in the front of everybody in my community because of the work we've done. And I'm going to keep doing that and, and keep looking for ways to create more of an impact. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't easy and that's okay. Like, I don't think anything I've done was easy and that's, that's okay. I'm, I am okay with hard work. You know, it, it's not just that it's, you know, if success was easy, everyone would accomplish it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that it's easy. It's not hard though. It's just, no. simple. you know, it's a foundation. It's a plan. It's a vision. It's clear action steps. And then it's the implementation of it, right? Yeah. And it's also about getting really real with you. Yeah. So many people bullshit themselves and lie to themselves through the process. I've tried everything. I've done everything. Right. Okay. Work, right. Right. And, and look, it's, I get, I get that it's not easy. I get that it does take effort. And I get that sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of that can be, we don't even know what to do. And still, you're responsible for that. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what to do, then find somebody who does. Yeah. Hire a coach. And this is where I want to pivot because Jess has brought it up multiple times. You know, Jess has invested in herself significantly through coaching and through trainings, right? She mm -hmm. knows that she doesn't know. And she knows that she wants to know. Right. And the only way to find that out is to dig in. You know, reality is, yeah, you can read books. Hey, I read. I read two or three books a month. I listen to books. You know, you can watch YouTube. Absolutely. You can listen to YouTube, watch YouTube. You can listen to podcasts. I highly recommend you do all the above. And reality is... You're only capable of seeing things through your perception. You're only capable of seeing things through your eyes. You really need that coach or coaches to really lean into your blind spots and help expose them. You need trainings, both personally and professionally, to expose things that you didn't know that you didn't know. So that now you've got skill sets, you've got knowledge and what between the trainings and the coaching, putting them together, you become unstoppable, right? 
Mm -hmm. And if you haven't gotten that message from Jess, I invite you to rewind this and listen again. And if you still (laughs) haven't gotten it, I invite you to rewind it again and listen to it again, because she has told you multiple times she didn't know until she did. And the way she did was because she she had set herself up to expose blind spots and get clarity, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then once you know, you can't go backwards. (laughs) Well, you can. (laughs) You can't go backwards in knowledge. You right. You can go backwards in behavior. Right. Sure, sure. It just becomes frustrating if you do that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Until you find something else to blame. And yeah, well. you know, that's that's probably one of the things that holds people back the most is when things don't work out, they fall into excuses, they fall into reasons so quickly that you know, they buy into them. And then when they buy into them, it limits their options. It limits their choices. It limits their capabilities. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, you said something that I kind of want to pull out and expose because I know you well enough to know that you've done work around it. So you probably have an answer. You just only delivered the obstacle. Okay. That was, you know, you've gotten number one, where you've wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And how do you keep it now? So, mm-hmm. you know, we all go through this journey and I wholeheartedly believe that success is a journey. It's never a destination. And if, if it's a destination, you're in trouble because life is always moving. And the second you stop moving, hence arriving at your destination, you'll go backwards, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. if life's moving and you're not, then you're moving in a, in a direction that's going to avoid serving you in the future. So this, how do we keep it? How are you solving that? Um, I, I don't want to sound simplistic, but. Sounds simplistic I, because it is. I mean, it, it's just not it's just continuing the things that that I've that we've done before um I think this was a real estate market in the past couple years that didn't require a ton of effort for lead generation and our team never stopped lead generating because we never wanted to loosen the muscle you know, we always did open houses. We always made prospecting calls. We always door knocked. We always had community events and we always had a contact goal and an appointment goal. When, when the market was the way that it was, we were grateful. And, um, it's very important now to, to just continue the, um, the accountability and, you know, I, I heard a stat that if um, if you keep business as usual next year, you'll lose 24% of your income. I heard it was 32%. Yeah. 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 So, so we can't just keep doing what we're doing. Um, we can do those behaviors, but up the goals. So if my goal for 2022 was I needed to talk to 100 people a week, my goal next year is I need to talk to 121 people a week just to be the same. 
yeah. which is kind of gross, but it is what it is, right? We've done the analytics to measure the market and be where we need to be. Now, um, additionally, you know, I, I'm, I'm very well plugged into my local chamber of commerce. Um, I believe that the, the best relationships I can build is just coming from contributions. So I connect with those business owners. I do business spotlight videos with them to promote their businesses, which in turn gets referrals from them, but it also gives us a great resource to provide to our clients. Um, so it also shows up to our community on social media that, that we're connected, we're busy, we're working, and we're here to help you. If there's other things to do, I'm sure we'll pivot pretty quickly and try them out. Yeah. Um, you know, you, again, have unwrapped a lot of gifts. So so let's let's first and foremost talk about the very first thing you touched on, and that's the shift in the market. So mm-hmm. making this relevant to all of our listeners, because, sure. you know, we, we do have uh, real estate agents and realtors who listen to this podcast. And, you know, we have entrepreneurs, business owners, and sales professionals who listen. So reality is this. It's it's no surprise that things have changed. The economy's changed, right? Interest mm-hmm. rates are going up. Uh, prices are going up. We are, <laughs> we are in, you know, inflation has hit us. And you know, they're, they're, they're saying there's looming signs of a recession. Reality is we're kind of already walking in a recession, right? Sure. I mean, this is pretty close to how it was in 2008 and 2009, especially for the real estate market, right? You guys mm-hmm. are seeing what it was like in 08. So what you did over the past two or three years you know, where $100 bills, $1,000 bills were falling from the sky. It was raining opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Really what happened with most people is they got complacent. They became order takers, right? What we're moving into now, you're entering into or actually already in a phase where you get to become an order maker. Mm-hmm. You get to become an order creator. People aren't looking for you right now. People are scared. People are pulling back. People are hiding. You know, they still have needs. They still have wants. They still have desires. They still have problems. They still need services and they still need solutions. The problem is the person who has pivoted, the person who is the loudest and easiest to find out there is going to be the person who is going to end up solving those needs, wants, and desires. That doesn't mean they're the best. It just means they're the loudest. (laughs) So you get to ask yourself, am I an order taker or am I an order maker? Sure. Yeah. What am I doing? You know, as Jess said, they never stopped lead genning, right? Right. And I would venture to guess, you know, she references it. it as KPIs, key performance indicators. Some people call them RPAs, revenue producing activities. You know, you know, no matter what it is you refer to it as, it's getting really clear on the numbers. 
You know, people say sales is a numbers game. No, sales is not a numbers game. Sales is a science. What is the numbers game is the, um, the amount of activities that revenue producing or KPIs that you get to do, that you need to do to pull in the funnel, the future prospective clients and move them through their decision-making process. You know, this lead gen, the activities, that's what's got to pivot. You're going to have to do more of them. It's not going to be show up, throw up and get business. It's going to be very strategic, very planned, very clear. Where are they? How do you find them so that they can find you? And it's not deploying one or two. See, reality is you can run your business like a business and it's going to pay you like a business, or you can run your business like a hobby and it's going to cost you like a hobby. <laughs> this is what's going to shake the tree. This is what's going to move people from success or pull them backwards. What are you going to do and what are you willing to do about it? You're being faced with all of these signs right now. And I can promise you how you did it in the past is not going to work and what you need to do in the future. And what are you willing to do about that? If you aren't willing to invest in you, if you aren't willing to get out of your way so you can have your way, how can anybody else invest in you? Think about it. The people who have done the inner work, the people who are clear on how to be seen, found, and heard, the people who are showing up in every capacity, are the people who are gonna get the business. So now it's time for you to step up. Now, the other thing that I'd like to say, you know, you said, you said a line that always makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. So I have to throw it out there. And it, and it it's when you said it is what it is. You know, that's a sign. And I know, I know you well enough to know that this wasn't delivered from a space of complacency. Just sure. was delivered as a space of matter of factedness that <laughs> this is the environment and I get to do something about it. I understand that that's what you meant when you delivered it. Mm -hmm. Most people shrug their shoulders and go, it is what it is. <laughs> sure. No, it never is what it is. It always is what we allow it to be. It always is what we make it to be. It always is what we choose it to be. I know just well enough to know that she's going to choose it to be something different. She's going to make it something different. If those words come out of your mouth, then change them because it's probably one of the disempowering statements that you can make depending on how it's fueled. And the majority of the people don't realize that they deliver that in a disempowering way. Sure. So Jess, you have shared so many golden nuggets that I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this gets released before the end of the year, because I think a lot of people need to hear what it is you have said and what it is you are saying. So I'm going to talk to my production team to see if we can get this out sooner rather than later, sure. because I think you're going to help people stand on a platform to really make a difference in their life and in others. So I'd like to ask you a, a question on that. Sure. You know, we're ending 2022. We're beginning 2023. I know you're sitting there like, no shit, Sherlock, right? 
<laughs> Thanks for the blinding flash of the obvious. Um, you know, in real estate, pretty much everything you're doing today makes a difference in three or four months from now, right? That's really no mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. than the than the entrepreneur, business owner, and sales professional. It typically takes three to four months to get traction. So sure. anything that a business owner does today, they're going to notice in January or February, right? Anything yeah. you, you guys are already working on February, right? Sure. Yeah. So when, when you guys with a strategic as, as you do focus on your business, everything you do today, you knows for February, most people don't look at their KPIs and their RPAs like that. So what piece of advice or what advice do you have to give to our listeners about how they can really set themselves up for 2023? Um, not to be discouraging, but, but discouraging, but start in October. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a, so our team has uh, what a lot of people call a retreat. We have an advance. We don't retreat. We advance. Yep. I love uh, that. So uh, we do that quarterly and our October meeting is all about the following year. So before we all meet as a team in October, we have already determined our individual goals to add them up to make our team goal. And that is as granular as I was speaking of before. You want to make X, you got to sell this many houses. And do you want to be buyer heavy or seller heavy? Then you need to sell this many buyers or this many sellers. It means you have to have this many appointments, this many calls, ask for this many referrals. And it's as, and basically it's not time blocked, it's contact blocked. So yeah. if you can talk to a hundred people in a day, great. If you need a week, great. And that's based on every individual agent's um, track record. We have a contact goal for them in order to hit their goal for the next year. So my, uh, I, I don't mean to be discouraging. If you need to start today, start today. If you start on January 1st, that's fine. And just realize that you might be um, needing to backload the rest of your year to make up for the couple year, couple months that you know are a little lighter. Um, so, I mean, I think the the best thing to do is to. I heard this from you one time. Um, never start your day before you end it. So, plan out tomorrow. I mean. I'm I'm a planner. I have my month planned out and my week planned out and my day planned out. And then I look at it the evening before. I look at it the next morning. What do I need to reevaluate? What do I need to take off my calendar? Um, what do I need to spend more time on? And um, I don't think things need to be as complicated as people make them. Uh, I think I know that a lot of people make things overly complicated to avoid the most important thing they should be doing. Yeah. And um, if if you have no business, then all you should be having on your calendar, first of all, you should use a calendar, but all that should be on there is looking for business and asking for business. And until you get business, there's no excuse to not. And when you get business, 
you better keep looking for business. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a great point, Jess. You know, most people, they start, stop, start, stop, start, yeah, stop. Lead sure. gen. Get business, they stop lead genning. When they're done delivering that business, they start lead genning. That is a horrible strategy. Yeah. And it can cause a lot of anxiety. So yeah. don't do that to yourself. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm I'm a very habitual person. I I do the same thing every morning. I I like to have control over the things I can control um, because a lot of things randomly come up in this business that I'm needed for. The things I can control, I really like jam out on those and and um, love those a lot. So I would say. Align yourself with someone who's done what you want to achieve. You can go faster, further with somebody else's learning from their mistakes. And a lot of times that requires you to pay them and it's the best money you'll ever spend. You'll lose money doing it the wrong way on your own, or you could just invest in your future and uh, find somebody that can help you plan that out and keep you accountable as the days and the, the months go on. Um, you know, Jess, I love, I love that advice. You know, she went down from getting very specific and clear on what it is you want to achieve, how it is you're going to achieve it, then then plan it, schedule it, take action, and surround yourself, invest in yourself and surround yourself with people that can move you faster, further, mm -hmm. further, faster, surround yourself with people who can move you further, faster, and, you know, you have two choices and that's do it the hard way and potentially lose a lot of money and a lot of time or do it the more simplistic way and invest in yourself and get an ROI. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what I say? Choice is a powerful thing. Suffering is always optional. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jess, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is what does selling without selling mean to you? Um, selling without selling means to me listening twice as much as I talk. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think we have two ears and one mouth and we should use them proportionally. <laughs> that. And that's not the easiest thing for salespeople to do, but I think it's a very important thing to learn as quickly as you can. And when, when we're listening, we're looking for just genuinely listening. Mm -hmm. There, there have been times where I've met with people who they don't know it, but selling is not the right fit for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would never do something that doesn't align with my integrity. And I will be honest with people if selling at that moment is not the best fit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've lost people that way and that's okay. Like I, I didn't plan on working with them anyways, if it wasn't a good fit. Right. So, um, I think it's, it's being of service, providing creative solutions for whatever somebody's going through and listening to their goals and helping them achieve them because helping somebody sell a house or buy a house is, is pretty elementary, but if, if we can help them get a win because it's going to be a better fit for their family or provide them some help that they didn't even know was out there. Uh, that's, that's what fills my cup up. So 
Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I get to sell in a community. So I'm not only just helping an individual, but it, it's helping my community as well. And obviously that serves my family and my team. And um, that's how I really find joy in my business. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So Jess, welcome to the random round. See, I believe that success leaves clues. <laughs> and I like to ask our guest experts very specific questions so that our listeners can go, I love that. I want to apply that to my life. Sure. So my first question to you is, what's your favorite word and why? Well, I don't think I can say that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say in a professional setting, my favorite word is impact. Nice. Um, I think I've learned enough about myself to learn that I can actually create an impact on myself. Um, and then doing that helps me move it outward mm -hmm. and help either my family or my friends or clients. And I, and I think a lot of the work that I've done with you has really had such a ripple effect on the people around me that, um, they don't even know that it's from the things I've learned from you. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that, but impact is really the focus of what I have going on right now. And like I said, I mean, even if you live a hundred years, I that's life is short, right? So um, like do what, do what we enjoy and help people get some joy out of it. And yeah, that's it. I love that. You know, I've never shared uh, our company mission on this podcast. So Pivot Point Advantage's company mission is to transform the world by impacting impact makers. So now maybe you guys can see why Jess and I are so aligned. You know, that's cool. that's phenomenal. I have one <laughs> more random round question for you, Jess. Sure. That is, how do you decompress? How do you recharge? I mean, I know that you fire uh, in, with full cylinders in everything you do, right? Mm -hmm. So how mm -hmm. do you decompress and recharge? Um, I really enjoy walking outside. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not really an athletic person, so I never considered myself outdoorsy, but when I just started walking around, um, uh, my neighborhood, I'll, I'll usually listen to your podcast or maybe I'll listen to some music or sometimes I just turn it off and just, just let whatever's going on in my head empty out by the time I get back home. Um, we have a really nice trail by our house. So uh, I, I just like walking in nature. Um, sometimes I need to decompress before I go to bed. And I really like the Headspace show on Netflix that helps me just, just I don't want to say meditate, but just calm down. Yeah. Um, and uh, I... I'm not in the past up until recently, very good about reaching out for help. Mm. And I've taught myself that, um, when I do that, it helps the people around me feel helpful, good, supportive. Mm. And, um, I always consider myself like the helper and sometimes the helpers need help. Mm -hmm. And so I, I programmed in my phone uh, five P 
people that I really care about as, you know, in my favorites. And, and I have a rule with myself. If I feel down or stressed or just that I need to talk to somebody, I just start calling the numbers. And, um, if one doesn't answer, I go to the next one. And, um, Usually by the time I'm done talking with someone, the other ones have either called me or texted me back. And it's like, nope, I'm good. Just needed to, just needed to talk. And so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope I'm on your call list. <laughs> well, we have a big time difference, but uh, I, I'd be happy to add you to it. <laughs> I would absolutely positively love that. So, Jess, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I know what your schedule's like. I know how productive you, you are and how product, how protective you are of your time. If our, it, I mean, it's just been amazing talking with you and having you share all these golden nuggets. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And if our listeners want to find you, reach out to you, follow you, see your husband or your son dancing <laughs> on Instagram or, or you cheating on your son <laughs> in games, if they want to find you, follow you, reach out to you, connect with you, how can they do that? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm most... Um often on Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, it's Jess underscore LePage underscore Realty. And on Facebook, it's Jessica LePage and it's L-E-P-A-G-E. So uh, feel free to reach out. Um, happy to help or just connect. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Hey, listeners, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, head over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, since you're already got your phone in your hand, hop over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Top over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you. Get feedback on these episodes to find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this show more powerful and helpful to you achieving the sex. Fix that, Seth. To you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. Always remember this choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.